Hi, my name is Lily Yusupova. I'm with Schneider Electric, and I'm an account executive here supporting some of our largest companies with the full Schneider portfolio. Now you ask me what's Edge, I'll tell you it's everywhere, including your phone. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Lily. Thank you so much for finally being here. We have uh, been planning this for a bit now, Um, but today we're going to be talking about why Schneider Electric is considered a leader in digital transformation and an early adopter of advanced technologies like 5G and edge services. But first, Lily, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? You know, that's a great question. It's a question that comes up more often than I I think uh, people realize. But I think for me, um, a moment that I can think of that was empowering for me is really, as a child, I grew up in a family where my mom worked, and that empowered me to see, you know, how much um, how much I'm capable of doing. And she always pushed me to be my best, and uh, you know, learning very early on that in order for you to really want something, you have to go get it. So I think instilling that early on as a child was very empowering for me. You know, I think uh, in my early 20s, it was empowering for me to be in male-dominated industry. Um, right out of college, I went into the tech and I was around uh, a lot of male colleagues. And to be honest, I think that was empowering to have that seat at the table. And you know, as Cheryl Sandbrook would say, lean in. Know, don't be afraid, lean in. Um, it always sticks to, to me in my mind because that's such an important aspect of empowerment um, is making sure that you are where everyone else is, including your male colleagues. In my 30s, you know, I think it was empowering that I uh, kind of survived a tech, tech industry, right? And um, thrived in that space. But, you know, focusing on a lot of hard work and showing my dedication to my customers and really um, showing them my, my capabilities. That it doesn't matter who you are, gender, you know, nationality, et cetera. It doesn't matter as long as you are capable of the job at hand. And I think in my 40s, I'm empowered being you know, um, a leader and I'm empowered now being a mother too. So I think there's many different aspects of empowerment, but it really starts from very early age. I really like how you broke that down by age and how it's changed over time for you, because I also being a woman, I think I have noticed that as well. As I have gotten older, I've noticed that as well as, as things that used to, I used to be insecure about now make me feel like strong and empowered. And, and I feel in my 30s, it's going to be like a whole new level (laughs) of empowerment. So as I mentioned in my intro, uh, Schneider Electric has kind of adopted 5G early at a lot of its facilities. So what can you tell me about what 5G has delivered for the company so far and what you hope to do in the future related to these deployments? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think um, 
when it comes to 5G, right, you have to look at it in two different standpoints. And right now, it's more of the business application, right? What is what is not just Schneider Electric, but businesses doing overall to take advantage of 5G. And when you're looking at it that way, you'll see customers and Schneider Electric leverage it in their manufacturing facilities, leveraging in their private 5G networks and being able to uh, manufacture and deliver products quickly. It's also the type of products we're supporting our customers with are now as well, being more uh, driven, but technology driven type of products with sensors and controls and really providing that more data to the customer real time. Being able to not just provide them, say, a UPS, but provide them a UPS that can now provide them a lot of more information, not just on the the product itself, but their environment, their battery life, um, you know, when it comes to different aspects, like say, switch gear, we're becoming more smart related. So overall, I mean, when it comes to Schneider, we're becoming more resilient in our factories and using that 5G to our advantage to create better support for our customers. And as the company goes on this 5G journey, how is Edge bolstering the potential for what 5G can deliver? You know, Edge is an interesting topic. I've personally um, specialized in that Edge space the last five years. And it's interesting, if you asked me five years ago, what is Edge? And you ask me now what Edge is, totally different answers you're going to get. You know, even five years ago, Edge was something in the middle of nowhere that somebody needed connectivity. Now you ask me what's edge, I'll tell you it's everywhere, including your phone, because it's just a method of transacting data and getting the data. So uh, edge is a big aspect for 5G because you really, it's really come hand in hand in order for us to have a resilient network of capabilities, you need to have the edge, you need to have the 5G to support that edge. You need to be able to have a place to transact that data, move that data along, and you need that 5G infrastructure to support it. So they really both come in hand in hand to me. And as we're becoming more digital, we are really trying to leverage more. I'm seeing more of that being leveraged, but I also see it a lot more in the private sector than I do right now in the public sector. Okay, yeah, my next question was gonna be, how do you characterize the current state of the 5G edge market? And I feel like you started to get into that a little bit by kind of characterizing it mm-hmm. as emerging everywhere. Um, but have there been any notable obstacles or challenges that you've identified around uh, 5G edge? Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, when I think of 5G, I also think of 4G and I think of 6G. I think sometimes we're not utilizing all the capabilities we have before moving to the next platform. I think we're still, in my opinion, far away from really utilizing all the 5G has available to it. And I think some of it has to do with cost and some of it has to do with the types of solutions out there haven't caught up with 5G. You know, um, obviously, and that's why I separate it to public-private, because in the private sector, 5G is very uh, resilient because we're now able to transact faster, we're able to manufacture faster, supply chain. We're really utilizing that 5G infrastructure. In the public sector, you know, uh, it, 
you're just using as an example, right? A kid playing his video games at home, not gonna go to his mom and say, hey, I need this extra super high speed so I can game. You know, the parents are gonna be like, hey, I'm not spending double amount on connectivity for you to be a gamer, right? So I, I think in the public sector, it's, it's, it's much tougher because um, at the end of the day, it comes down to cost and the private companies can afford it. And the general public, I don't think is there yet, in my opinion. What I will say, though, is fortunately, gamers are getting older and can make their own financial decisions. So that might. Absolutely. Might- yes, I, I see that as well. Yes. Um, you know, and I think I think honestly, I personally thought 5G would be much more ahead than it is right now. Uh, I really do. And I think with um, with the evolution of COVID, where we were before COVID, where we are now, I really thought we would be much farther ahead because ever since we were we went through that time, you know, we we're digitizing everything. Everything is digitized. You're seeing the data center market boom in. I mean, you read any kind of research article on what's going on with the data center market, you'll see they're popping up everywhere because we're now digitizing everything. So it is surprising to me that, in my opinion, I I feel like 5G should be much more ahead than it is today. But again, I think it's also because some of the technologies that 5G can really support aren't really there yet, right? We don't have driverless cars yet. We don't have all this autonomy yet. We're working towards it. We're definitely not there yet. I think we're still quite a ways away. And we might see uh, 6G before that. 5G and Edge is still evolving. Yeah. I think it's still evolving. And I think, you know, we are still trying to kind of understand what that's going to look like. Because I don't think we truly know what that's going to look like. The one piece that I think we're missing from 5G and Edge is sustainability. That's a big, it's missing. I, I think when I look at 6G, it looks like they're trying to uh, solve for some of those challenges, but sustainability is going to be a big challenge for us as, as we, you know, as we continue evolutionizing 5G and Edge. We have to think about the carbon footprint. We have to think about what is all this stuff made of. How is it, can, how can it be more efficient? How can it reduce energy? How can it be more resilient? So I think the one piece that's really missing from 5G and Edge right now is really that big sustainability conversation that we don't always talk about, but really need to. That's interesting. And I'm glad you brought that up because I have noticed that sustainability is something that companies are talking about a bit more. But I know that the conversation, there was a lot of talk about 5G being more sustainable, but in a lot of ways, it's not, right? Because it requires a lot of power. So right. are, are, you, are you saying that, that 6G will help address some of the like power uh, consumption issues that 5G is presenting now? Um, I, I, you know, I need to do a little bit more on 6G, but my understanding is that's one of the one of the areas that is being focused on is a sustainability piece. And it is an important aspect because as we continue to put more smart devices out there, they are using more power and they are using more energy. You know, at the end of the day, if we all wanted to be sustainable, right, we would chuck all of our phones and our computers and 
and our, you know, refrigerators with sensors and our cars with sensors. But that's actually we're going in the wrong in, the, in a different direction. We're going towards more data and more. So we have to figure out how do we leverage that data, which 5G will play with. How do we leverage that data to be more efficient? Maybe that's a better way to say it. Um, you know, it's like, how do we leverage this connectivity piece and, and the edge to get that data and really be more efficient and more sustainable for um, the greater good? Yeah. And, and something, you know, Schneider Electric, um, we, we obviously um, participate in 5G, and, and, but we, we're a very big sustainability company. And our really message to the world is we want to be more of a sustainable world. We want to bring power to areas that don't have it sustainably. And, uh, you know, really looking towards that circular economy to for the greater good at the end of the day. So sustainability is a very big aspect to Schneider. And when you're looking at 5G and Edge, you almost have to include that today in that discussion. Yeah. And fortunately, it sounds like the stars are aligning where business incentives are lining up with being more sustainable, right? You know, um, these networks are going to, they require a lot of power to run, meaning they're expensive to run. So it's in the best interest both to do the right thing and to also save money for for those operating these networks and, and employing these technologies. So, you know, it's a, it's a well, win situation. One of, the, one of the things I um, think is a great technology out there that could support the 5G and the edge is being able to provide microgrids. It's something that Schneider Electric is um, an expert in. And I think you know, being able to have uh, the edge be more sustainable on its own by having its own power generation. Because um, the edge really, like I said, it's it's everything, right? It's the stoplight, it's the sign, you know, we're driving down the highway, we see a sign, It's you can see that there is a um, EV right there. And, uh, you know, there should be a little battery there and it powers it up and no power is used, right? So I think that there's a lot of things we can do to become more sustainable and support the 5G and edge initiatives. Yeah, this conversation has been really interesting and and took a turn I didn't see coming, but really appreciate right. it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean that fully. It's obviously um, sustainability is something that is a hot topic right now. So as a journalist, I care about, um, but as a consumer and a person I care about as well. So it's really interesting to hear your perspectives on that and how Schneider Electric is approaching that. So thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, ESG is a, a big conversation that will have impact on all businesses coming down from the top, right, from the government level. So it is important, you know, for us to understand how, um, how these initiatives that we're talking about today are, are impacting those scope one, two, and three that the, the federal government is going to be imposing on consumers. And as we see 5G growing and edge growing, I mean, there, I'd love to see more of that collaboration uh, with the 5G companies discussing more of like, well, how, hey, we're putting it, all this out there. We're going to be more resilient, but how are we going to be more sustainable? I'd love to see more of that messaging. I, I don't think it's there yet. So I think that's another trend to keep an eye on. Yeah, certainly. 
Uh, Lily, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.